So connecting in with who we were as children and what we love to do and how we perceived the world and how we took it in is a big indicator of who we are at our core. Welcome to The View Relationship, a podcast all about relationships covering topics like dating, divorce, marriage, sex, parenting, and most importantly, it's all about your relationship with yourself. I'm your host and women's heart guide, Maria Jeswin. I'm welcoming you to today's episode on your inner child. And I also just want to briefly explain to you the work that I do if you're new to the show. So I call myself a heart guide because I help women connect in with their inner truths and the truths of their hearts and then create lives that are reflective of that. So a lot of what I share in this show, but also specifically in some of these solo episodes is the wisdom and experience that comes from doing that work. So I'm going to allow everything to just roll into the actual podcast episode. Enjoy it. It's a good one. Hello, my darlings. It is a fairly late Sunday night. And I've been feeling called to talk to you about your inner child. Now, I'm sure this is something that you have heard about before. It's a pretty common term. But I'm wondering how much you know about your own inner child and the significance of our inner children and the role that they play in our adult lives. When I started connecting with my own inner child is when I really was able to take notice of where healing was still being asked, what parts of myself I let go of or changed, what really lights me up. And when I started doing the practices and connection with my inner child is when I was really able to develop a deeper understanding with myself. So I want to talk to you about your inner child. And I actually am releasing this week. So on Thursday, January... I realize you'll be hearing this. You might hear this before it is out. So Thursday, January 21st, I am releasing a guidebook specifically on this topic, and it's called The Wisdom From Within, and it's about 12 pages of a guidebook that will take you through various activities and prompts and through a guided meditation to connect you with your inner child and the wisdom of your inner child. 
And connecting with your inner child is a big, big part of really connecting in also with your true self and your authentic self. And when I say your true self or your authentic self, I mean the person that you truly are and not the person who you've been told that you are based on societal perceptions and messages or your upbringing or experiences that you've had in the past. It's your true self, the person, the soul, the being that has so much depth and so many gifts, but yet somehow along the way has been boxed into certain labels or certain behaviors. So there's a lot to talk about regarding our authentic selves. And I will be popping in and speaking about it more frequently. But a big part of discovering that is connecting in with your inner child. So that guidebook will be out, like I said, on Thursday and it's free. So you don't have to pay for it. You can just go on my website and put in your email address, um, your first name, your last name, and then that gets sent directly to you and you can start working on it right away. So I'm pretty excited about that. So as you're listening to this podcast, know that if you want to go deeper and explore the wisdom from within you, the wisdom of your inner child, that you can do that as of Thursday. You can obviously do it sooner, but that resource that I'm creating will be available on Thursday. And you can just find it on my website, mariajeswin.com forward slash wisdom within, or just go to my website and you'll find it there. So our inner children don't go away. They are always within us and sometimes they may actually be running the show. (laughs) Now, when we get triggered or even when we're choosing our partners, um, it may actually be our inner children that are making our decisions and our choices. It's the same thing when we're having fun and playing and letting loose and not being in our minds or inner children are present. Ultimately, they are always present. They don't go away, even if you want them to. It's just not something that happens. It's a part of of being human. And that's a good thing because we come in as babies as our little child selves and depending on all of these experiences that we have up until the age of around five years old we then decide certain things about the world so based on something that may have happened to us and it could be something Don't mind me unzipping my sweater. I'm getting a little toasty talking about this topic. Um, Probably because my fireplace is giving some heat off right now. So, yeah, we could 
as children, we may experience something that seemingly may seem really small, but for a child is really impactful. And then we decide something about the world based on what happened to us as children. It may have been getting yelled at over dropping something and us deciding that it's really important that we don't draw attention to ourselves because when we do, it can hurt us. And, you know, that seems like a really small example, but it, it can be that small when it comes to a child because everything is so new and it's such a new experience and anything that can, that frightens us has a very, very big effect. You know, we can also decide certain things about ourselves just based on how others are interacting around us, even if it's not directed at us. You know, you might notice a sibling of yours getting a lot of love and attention over, let's say, um, how good they are at sports. And you decide in that moment either, well, I need to be really good at sports and a performer to be loved. Or maybe you reject that and say, if I'm going to be loved, I need to be different in some way. And you decide that you must follow the academic route or... It wouldn't be in that exact mind frame as a child, but perhaps it's doing well in school or doing well in art or something like that. So it's going to be different for every single one of us. And what we decide about the world is different for every single one of us. Now, there's also a really beautiful side to our inner children because they are innocent and they behave from an authentic place. There is no hidden agenda or tactics. They're just responding and reacting as best as they can. So connecting in with who we were as children and what we love to do and how we perceived the world and how we took it in is a big indicator of who we are at our core. You know, I was a very sensitive child. I cried a lot. I get angry a lot. I would feel my emotions very deeply but I also was very aware of what other people were feeling and also often took that on myself. And I eventually chose to reject that part of myself in order to survive, in order to feel safe. And now with time, I've reconnected with those parts of myself and have learned to love them, which has allowed me to step into those gifts some more and literally create a business around them, right? It's a part of my purpose. It's, it's why I'm here on this planet. And I was rejecting that for, majority of, for the majority of my life. So connecting in with our inner children is so important. Not only does it give you insight into what is being asked to heal, but also what lights you up, 
where where you really came from, your origin. And not your origin in terms of, you know, who your parents were or, you know, 23andMe styles, <laughs> like where your um, ancestral roots are from. It's like where your origins as a human, as you, you know, as Maria, as Bob, as Catherine. So very often we are kind of walking around with these altered versions of ourselves because based on whatever it was that we experienced in life and and based on what we heard, we decided that we needed to be a certain way in order to be loved, in order to be accepted, in order to be seen, in order to be safe. And it wasn't necessarily conscious, right? It's like, I need to do this in order for me to survive. It was completely on a subconscious level. And we create these, I want to say they're personas, but almost like shelled versions of ourselves, like masks that we put on. Because, and honestly, it starts be feeling just like a normal thing, right? Once you're an adult, well, I've worn this mask my whole life. This is who I am. And then you start identifying with your mask and you forget about the inner child and you forget about, you know, the things you experienced and how they affected your child and how that child then turned out to be you as an adult, right? How those experience, experiences shaped you into the adult that you are now. So being able to go back, go back as if time existed, but go to the inner child self and connect with her, connect with him, connect with them. And feel their wisdom and their knowledge and their messages. There is so much that they want to share. They so want to be acknowledged too. Because no matter what, that little child inside of you is always going to want to feel safe and loved. That is what the inner child wants. There's this really beautiful art exhibit that was created at Burning Man. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it was basically this huge structure that was created of, I'm going to try and describe it to you, of two small children, like almost looking like babies, back to back, looking kind of sad. Oh, sorry. It was the opposite way. So these two little children were front to front, reaching out to one another, wanting to connect. But then they were in these bigger outer adult bodies, which were built like shells. So you can see within and these adult bodies had their backs facing one another in pain. And it was so beautiful because it showed you how deeply these inner children just want to love and play and connect with one another but yet our adult selves, the ones who have 
been in pain and who have suffered have turned their backs on one another because they're scared. I really love that exhibit. I think it's so powerful. Um, I wish I knew the name of it, but definitely um, worth looking up because it is quite impactful and it really exhibits the significance of how we are operating in this world and the power of our inner children. And there's different ways you can connect in with your inner child. So this guidebook is awesome because it gives you a bunch of questions and prompts and meditation that you can do. But literally, all it really takes is sitting in silence, closing your eyes, and acknowledging the child within, and asking her what do you need right now? How are you feeling right now? I see you. I feel you. You are safe. I love you. I got you. Instead of powering through all of our stuff, and especially when we are experiencing difficult experiences and situations, that is the time to check in with your inner child. Or even when you're overstressed, overstressed, you can just put your hands on your belly, really anywhere on your body, but your belly is a great place. It's a very soft, intuitive, connected space for you. And ask your child, say hello to them, acknowledge their presence. I feel you. I know you're in there. I love you. What do you need right now? And then honor what comes up. Is it sleep? Is it play? Is it movement? The more you can connect in with that inner child, the more you will be connected with yourself and your truth. And it's a really powerful, powerful and necessary practice in being able to build trust within yourself in being able to really understand yourself at a deep level and uncovering your truth and allowing that truth to come forward. Another really easy way to connect in with your inner child is to just play, (laughs) just be goofy, be silly, be in movement, be in creativity, be in silliness without the filter, without the worrying about what other people are thinking. You know, when you see kids playing or interacting, they're just doing what they want to do. They're just being themselves You know, they'll happily jump in the puddles. They'll happily eat mud. (laughs) They'll happily run around screaming and playing and farting and giggling and throwing themselves on the couch or whatever it might be. They also allow themselves to be present. When kids are not used to being overstimulated mentally, 
right, with iPads and technology and so forth. They're actually pretty present with whatever it is they're doing. Like, it's pretty rare to see a kid drawing something and then eating a snack at the same time. (laughs) That would not happen. It's they focus on whatever is in front of them. The length of time they might focus on it might be shorter, but they focus. And it's the same when they see an animal, they're fully present with that animal. And they're connecting with whatever is in front of them, not just from their minds, they're doing it from their bodies, they're doing it from their spirits, they're by through their focus, they're almost like reading what's in front of them. Children are extremely intuitive. We don't always know that because they don't have the language to speak it out loud or the awareness to speak it out loud. They just know whatever it is that they're experiencing. And then as they grow grow older, they're first off not taught or encouraged to believe their own gut feeling, their own intuition, their own truth. They're taught to follow the rules. They're taught to do what other people say. And a lot of that is discouraged, which is why we lose a lot of it. Um, but yeah, if you want to connect in with your inner child, that's an absolutely wonderful way to do that. So through your presence, through your silliness, through your play, being with your emotions, throwing a temper tantrum, if you feel like throwing a temper tantrum, you know, as an adult, you have the option to do it in a a space where it won't affect others. But if you feel like throwing a temper tantrum, do it. But instead, we just prejudge ourselves and stop. Right? Or we look around and worry, what will people think? Or, oh, I look silly doing this. So I'm not going to do it. Then your inner child doesn't feel expressed. They don't feel heard. They don't feel acknowledged. They don't feel expressed. And guess what? Then you don't feel those things either because they are a part of you. You are not separate and you never will be separate. At least not while you're in this human form. And it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a beautiful thing. Because they are authentic versions of you. They are your truth at your core on some level. So that's what I wanted to chat with you about today regarding your inner child. I think of when I started connecting with mine, something that came up for me was love for music again. Just kind of funny to say, because I know a lot of people are deeply passionate about music, but I shut music out. Um, for me, it was, it, it was too emotional. It brought up feelings that I didn't want to feel. So it was a part of my, my rejecting myself. But as a child, I loved music, loved to dance, loved to sing, loved to listen to music. Same with writing. I used to love writing poetry when I was a kid. Stop doing that. Coloring. Do you know how much I enjoy coloring? Why do you think these adult coloring books had become so popular? Because it's just bringing you back to your inner child. It's also why board games are fun. 
playing things like, um, I'm looking at a board game right now called Cranium. Um, but anyways, any kind of games where you can act things out and charades, that's the word I was looking for, <laughs> where you can play charades and be silly and in your body and movement. Um, yeah, all just incredible, incredible ways to connect in with your inner child and practice that I've also offered my clients is literally pretending like you are your inner child putting on some music putting on music that you liked as a child and dancing to it and seeing what comes up and see how you express yourself and doing it without judgment you can also write to your inner child which is something that I also encourage just be with them as much as possible in whatever ways you feel called to. And you will learn so much about yourself. You'll also build a lot more self-compassion for yourself as well. Once you start looking at yourself as there being a child within you with needs, you start relating to yourself differently as well. And giving yourself those things that Maybe you wanted as a child but didn't get or wanted more of. So if you want to go deeper into your own inner child and the wisdom that they hold, then this guidebook will be out on Thursday. I keep forgetting the date. Like I said, the 21st. And it's called Wisdom from Within, and it's free for you to access. And you can just find that on my website, mariajeswin.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you hearing about your own inner child also allows you to connect even more deeply with other children and kind of look, look at kids and ask yourself, you know, what are they showing you about the child within yourself? Because they're all teaching you things at all moments as well. Children are beautiful teachers. Thank you so much for listening. Leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to share the episode as well if you feel like somebody that you know could benefit from it. And yes, thank you so much for being here today.